Hey there, you've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and our latest podcast, Classroom to Boardroom. Here we offer up some valuable tips and strategies for the collegiate population to get them off to a great start in their professional career. And one of the ways to get a great start is to avoid resume buzzwords. You know them, they're cliche, so avoid them. And joining us today is Peggy Cook. She is the Senior Staffing Manager at Key Resource Group and has many years of experience in reading resumes and definitely knows what buzzwords to avoid. Now, Peggy, as a recruiter, why are resume buzzwords such a big deal? And when you see these overused words, do you just cringe on the inside? I do. We see some of the same things over and over, and it just seems to be filler and fluff without a lot of substance. Mm -hmm. And that's not what people, employers are looking for. It just seems like they really haven't taken the time to thoughtfully prepare materials and spend the time that you're going to spend with them reviewing the materials and interviewing and things like that. Absolutely. It's setting yourself apart. It's being in a situation, if you are going to be interviewing, understand where you're interviewing and what's important, possibly if you're able to, to an organization and be able to speak to that. Having any other words that would just be, again, kind of filler and kind of fluff would not be important or relevant. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into some of these keywords and look at, you know, what they are and the kind of message they send and what words could be used instead. And my personal favorite is self-motivated. How does that make you feel? I would consider this one of the top filler or fluff words. Not a lot of substance unless you've got something to back it up. How are you self-motivated? Explain to me what your motivations are. Motivated by X, Y, and Z. So, you know, there are plenty of tools. There's plenty of, of information out there on putting together really successful resumes. And I don't think being self-motivated is anything other than just a complete buzzword that has no impact. Mm-hmm. So the next one is more of a phrase, and it is think outside of the box. (laughs) Another cliche, I think indicating that you're able to problem solve, be a creative thinker, quickly come up with resolutions would be better than to use cliches that are completely overused. Mm -hmm. But again, it's about backing it up. How did you do this? What did you do to identify this? And really kind of put a something that backs it up. What did you do that you thought outside of the box? Mm-hmm. Were you able to accomplish a goal from an organization by coming up with a creative solution that helped resolve a problem for a customer or a situation? Right. And we're, we're two words in, and it really seems like the theme here is backing up what you're saying. So you, you can you know, talk the talk, but you also have to walk the walk and really back it up. So my next word is the word try. So you've, I've tried to do X, Y, and Z. What does that tell you about the candidate? It's not a lot of substance there. Mm-hmm. I think you have to either own it or not even address it. So if you've tried to do something, then it's not really an accomplishment that should go on your resume. Mm-hmm. It's not really something that's going to, you know, no one gets really a lot of points, kudos, or credit by trying things. You know, unless you're a taste tester, I suppose, but it's not really going to be effective for a client if they have maybe tried a sales position or something like that. They need to know that you've had successes in something in one shape or another, and trying isn't really what 
people hiring are looking for. They don't want to look for tryers. They want people who have done things or have accomplished things or have worked on certain projects. It really seems like if you're going to be writing an effective resume, you should use an active voice with active words that are descriptive and, like you said, describe the results of what you've done in your position. Absolutely. And as I said, there's so much information out there. You know, sometimes there's too much information. It's almost overkill. But there are a lot of creative ways to put resumes together. And there's a lot of different elements that you want to have come across. So, you know, making sure that your goals, especially just starting out in a new graduate, that you're not, you know, using some fluff and that you have some substance behind you. Because if you haven't done your homework on your resume, there's a good chance that you might not be a candidate that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So the next buzzword is responsible for. I don't think that's a, a poor way to present things. I think there are, are better descriptive words. You know, you could certainly look at other synonyms for responsible for, but mm-hmm. I think that's where you want to produce, you know, instead of saying responsible for, you want to say produce monthly budgets or that you compiled data that you were the person who accomplished something as opposed to just responsible for. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's a really good example. It's, it's really not about being responsible for something, but really owning a process or owning the result of something by using an action verb to kind of describe what you've done. Correct. I also feel that there are plenty of sources of information out there for new graduates. It does seem, again, like people haven't done their homework when I see a resume that has a lot of the cliches. So it's about standing out and it's about setting yourself apart. And it's about no one comes with the same skills, experience, and education. So it's about showing that your skills are transferable and showing that what you've done, you've understood what you've done and you're able to take on more, and you're ready, and you are able to present it in an intelligent fashion that would create an interest to another employer. It may not be exactly what they're looking to have you done, but if you're able to present it in a clear and concise fashion, that's certainly helpful. And this next word, I've seen it mentioned a lot, and it's the word love, as in I'd love to work for a company. What do you think when you see someone say, I would love to work for a company? No, it's it's not, you know, there's really, it's not a place for love. It's not a narrative. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you're writing a book. You can certainly indicate that in something like a professional summary, like I have a great interest in XYZ field. But saying that on your resume, the word love should probably never appear in a resume. It's just not the time or place, and there's really more professional words or phrases that you could choose to describe a great interest or a passion or something like that or things that you have going on in your skill set. Correct. Absolutely. Now, this last one that I want to mention really is just special. It made me cringe and just think, who would ever use this on their resume? And it is best of breed. Unless you're a pony or a dog, no, it needs to come off immediately. It's arrogant. It's mm-hmm. what back that up. What makes you best of breed? You could say top in class. You could say, you know, your stats if you're class 
you could indicate that you were a proven performer if in a position of some sort, but best in class is saved for a blue ribbon, not for a resume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, what suggestions overall would you have for college students when they're writing their resumes as far as word choice goes and avoiding these buzzwords and overused cliches? I'm a big fan of making multiple resumes for multiple different opportunities. Unless you're in an explicit field that really is very straightforward that you are looking for one exact thing, if it's a CPA or something along that nature. But if you're open-minded and you're into looking at other fields, then you better be prepared with having multiple versions of a resume to create an interest with an employer. You know, and look at some of those keywords that are in a posting that you see. And if it's applicable, I'm not encouraging you to say that you have your PhD or that you have some type of experience, but when you have transferable skills, make sure somehow that comes out to some extent in your resume. And with that final piece of advice, we will wrap up today's episode of Classroom to Boardroom. So just want to thank Peggy for joining us and sharing her experience with some horrible words. So thanks again, Peggy. Thanks, Katie. Have a great day. To find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your job search.